Have you ever thought that you ought to be more involved in your child's school? Perhaps you've wondered how you might go about it. Would it be through volunteering your time, perhaps getting involved in fundraising or just supporting some of the sports and special activities that your child is involved in? What actually happens behind the scenes can be a bit of a mystery, particularly for parents who've not yet got involved. And of course, when it comes to school support groups, there are so many. There's the traditional PNC, you might have a mother's group, a rowing support group. It's a very long list of avenues to participate. But what these groups have in common, of course, is a willingness for the parent members to donate their time for the benefit of their school and, of course, their own children. There are so many benefits from involvement, and that might be not just for the schools and the teachers, but just as importantly for the parents. Parents benefit from that shared interest with their child on the journey of learning, watching them grow up, being a part of the challenges and daily life of their child's school. Welcome to Illumin for Parents, a podcast that seeks to discuss some of the challenges, realities and highlights that parents of adolescents may encounter during these important years. I'm Jacinda Ryler, Principal of Brisbane Girls Grammar School and your host. Today I'm speaking with two very special guests, Brisbane Girls Grammar School PNF Association President Dr Kate Campbell and Vice President Mr Darcy Rawlinson. Welcome Kate and Darcy. Thank you for having us. My pleasure. So, to begin, Kate, I thought we'd start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your history with the school perhaps, and how it is that you came to be involved with the PNF? Jacinda, we became a grammar family in 2016. So my oldest daughter is now first year uni and uh, my younger daughter is in year 11. And I think probably like many families, I'd been very, very involved in primary school. And to be honest, I think I was a little bit relieved when Jill started here at Girls Grammar that maybe it was time for me to step back. I must admit the school is um, fantastic in engaging with the girls and developing their confidence. And really when things are going well, it was lovely to to feel that this was her adventure. But every now and again when things don't go so well, I think there is that feeling, or it certainly was for me, that it was time to maybe try and re-engage with the school and uh, feel a little bit more connected to it to help her through some of those experiences she was having. And we've certainly got you involved right from the beginning. And I often tell the story, I remember Kate somewhat innocently turning up when her eldest daughter, Jill, was in Year 7 and people spotting her and, and, and seeing some potential. So it was, it was wonderful to get you into the fold. But for you, Darcy, obviously prior to joining the PNF, you were president of the Fathers Group, long, several years involved with the Fathers Group. What's the difference between the two groups, given that you've been involved with them? Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, well, the Fathers Group is a subgroup of the PNF. but but very much with a focus on engaging fathers. One of the big aims that we had and still have is how do you make it easy for dads to get involved? Everyone has a a very busy schedule through sort of professional life and home life. So it's about giving those opportunities to people to get engaged uh, with the school and start creating that sense of community. And I think that's really important for fathers. You know, where we show interest in our daughter's education and, and become part of that community, I think that has a really positive influence on them. So, you know, certainly from my experience, we had moved around a lot prior to our daughter starting at grammar, and as a result, we weren't able to create some of those community engagements and connections. So I was really keen that uh, once she started high school to start getting involved in the school. But it's always daunting, that first step. 
you know, how do you get involved? Uh, you know, what's the first thing you do? You, you don't want to take on a lot of responsibility early. So one of the things the Fatherless Group does very well is it creates those easy opportunities for you to give up as much or as little of your time as you, you have available. And I think that's really important across sort of mothers and fathers and, and the PNF in general. People shouldn't approach it like it's, a, it's an all or nothing. It's all or something. And creating those, those easy opportunities, whether it's uh, attending a dinner, whether it's uh, cooking some sausages at a, a sporting event, or, or whether it's going away for a weekend up at Maripata for a, uh, a working weekend, you know, all of those uh, are easy to contribute to. They allow you to give as much time or as little time as you have available. And, and that's where the journey starts. That's, and certainly for me, my journey started at a weekend up at Maripata, uh, created some great connections with the other fathers up there, was really interested to get exposed to that part of the school. And that created a, a, a bond between myself and my daughter. We had a shared experience. Well, in fact, I had an experience that she hadn't uh, had yet because she hadn't yet been on grade seven camp at that stage. So I was able to tell her about all those wonderful things around Maripada and what she could expect when she was up there. That was a great sort of sense of uh, connection we had. And you describe the different ways that people get involved and it's, it's a very individual thing, isn't it, as to how much time or what sort of thing they'd like to be involved in. But certainly in the Fathers Group, there have been some very tangible contributions. What are some of the projects that you've been involved in during your time? Yeah, a lot of them have been focused at Maripata, uh, which uh, I encourage all parents to get up there, whether it's through an open day or, or for fathers to go up there for a working weekend, just to see the, the fantastic facilities up there. So a lot of the Fathers Group uh, work and the projects have been focused on enhancing those facilities up there. Uh, so I think one of the, the, the main programs I've been involved in up there has been the, the Nonagon, which is a, uh, a, an architectural uh, feat. feat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and, it, and it looks fantastic. Uh, yeah. We always say, you know, grammar doesn't do things by halves, and, and yeah. that is a, a prime example. You know, architecturally beautiful in a fantastic location. And it's, it's a great facility for the girls to, to meet, uh, to collaborate in, in the outdoor area, but with some sort of uh, protection there. So we've not only have we contributed to that we've also built some outdoor furniture so they've got places to sit have meals out there or to conduct some of their lessons so a lot of it's been around that and then there's been a lot of other smaller projects at Maripata uh, just to make it a, an even better facility than what it is. And you've made it really impossible for us to consider introducing the 10th house now to girls <laughs> grammar but that's okay um, and it's that that group though even, even when when you think about the roles um, you know we have a sommelier and we have all, all range of people that help make that experience um, a really positive one and a very contemporary I think experience for our parents but a lot of people are interested to know of course and perhaps some of their reluctance comes from not knowing quite how much time might be involved so Darcy how much time do you commit and perhaps other members of the group on a weekly or even monthly basis? It depends. When you start out, you, you contribute as much as you and participate as much as you want. So there's no set commitment. Male caregivers are a member of the father's group by virtue of their daughter being grammar school. So there's no minimum commitment. You do what we, we should do as fathers and that is turn up uh, and you contribute. As you start getting more involved and become a member of the committee, then there's a little bit more of a commitment, but it's still only on a monthly basis for, for a very short period of time to do some coordination, to, to organise some activities that are happening. And there, there's a lot of assistance from the school. So none of that is particularly onerous. It's all done sort of after hours. So we, we fit in with a lot of virtual meetings and 
a, a lot of the other events are, are really well supported by the school, so it is a matter of turn up and enjoy them or contribute and, and work and flip sausages or, or mm. have a dinner and, and enjoy a guest speaker. Well, as you say, very individual. And your circumstances, of course, change according to the age of your daughter or how many you've got at school at, at any particular time, not to mention your own working lives and, and families. Kate, a lot of people, I think, are probably interested to know about the PNF at our particular school. So as you said, many parents may have come out of primary school or had a particular connection with a PNC. Can you explain a little about the mysterious workings, if you like, <laughs> of this great organisation? So what's the aim of the PNF at our school and, and how does it operate? The PNF I like to think of as having three main roles. The first of those most importantly is that of building community. And we do that through our two subcommittees, Mother's Group and Father's Group. And Mother's Group and Father's Group are very involved in organising social opportunities and other events to allow parents to come together and get to know each other. And that's a very important job that they do relatively autonomously and uh, separate to the day-to-day -day workings of the PNF. So that building community is very important. The PNF is also has a role in creating school culture. We're able to interact with the senior executive and the board of trustees and be involved in conversations about the school's direction and uh, its aims and goals. And that's a very important contribution for parents to make. Finally, the um, PNF Association does have a commercial role as well in that we're able to run the PNF uniform shop. And one of the benefits of that is that removes us from the need to be involved in more grassroots fundraising activities. So the PNF uniform shop is run as a commercial enterprise. We have a paid general manager and accountant and some paid shop staff. And that allows us to run a enterprise that is profitable. We're able to have volunteers come and work in the shop as a means of building community. But what I like about that is because we all, as parents, buy uniforms, we all contribute to the profit of the shop and therefore we all contribute to the funds raised by the PNF so that any donations that come back to the school from the PNF truly are donations from the whole school community. So it's a very equitable and inclusive way of the parents contributing to the school. So we're very proud of the uniform shop. It provides a great service to the school. Everybody remembers their fitting, getting their hat and their Laser, and we really feel that we contribute to developing a very strong school culture. When we talk about the purpose and the good work of the PNF around culture and community and, and really the hard edge of contribution to the school and its workings, the fundamentals of a successful PNF Association are really, really important and how that actually operates. I always say it's much easier to manage employees than volunteers. Mm. They are there voluntarily. Um, you have a certain jurisdiction over their operations, but that culture and how that actually is transacted amongst the parents is really important. What do you think is fundamental to, to having a successful PNF? I think inclusion and diversity. I think encouraging um, all sorts of families to become involved. I think one of the aspects of being involved in the PNF I've most enjoyed is meeting the parents of girls who my daughters don't know and really getting a very different insight into their experience of a grammar life. And I think encouraging as many people to join the PNF Mothers Group, Fathers Group really is beneficial to everything we do. Yeah, so as you say, making it accessible and also lots of different people because mm. people look across, don't mm. they? And mm. are sometimes, I think you alluded to it, Darcy, quite shy. And mm. I certainly remember that was one of my early experiences when I began as a principal, realising 
from parents how some of them, for all of their confidence and competence in their professional lives, actually felt almost like new students themselves mm. and weren't sure how to broach that conversation or whether they would be appreciated and had something to contribute. So, Kate, what parents would you encourage to get involved and how would they go about it? Specifically for the PNF, uh, we have a very tight, small team. Uh, we really run with just a very small executive of a president, vice president, treasurer and secretary. And they have some particular skills that we do require. But otherwise, every parent at the school is automatically a member of the Parents and Friends Association and more than welcome to attend our meetings. If parents maybe have a little bit more interest in organising social events, then mother's group and father's group is probably the place to go. We will need new members of the executive over the next three to four years so we are specifically looking for parents who might have a background in accounting, business, governance to join our executive. Podcast That's doubling right, as a as recruitment. recruitment. Yes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but really we'd, we'd encourage anybody because everybody's opinion is worth listening to. Yeah, absolutely and, and that's the thing. We talk about one of the things that we love about our school is that we have so many people mm. from so many different backgrounds and experiences and, and you want that to be represented I think in the parent body as well. But of course one of the things that everyone's dealing with, particularly if you are the parent of a teenaged child, is time. So realistically, again I guess we've touched on it with Darcy a little bit, but Kate how would you see people approaching that question? What sort of a commitment would you expect people to be giving to the PNF in particular? Look, the, the PNF is uh, not a particularly onerous commitment. We have two meetings a term and there's a little bit of work around each of the meetings in terms of just uh, getting an agenda together and planning out our events for the coming term. I think what is fantastic about the Girls' Grammar PNF Association is the support that we get from the school. From a very high level, um, we have the opportunity to work with the communications and events team that give us an uh, extraordinary amount of support, which really does relieve a lot of the, the tedious details from our job. So it's certainly not an onerous contribution. Yeah, and it's mm. good to hear that. The last thing we want is mm. these very busy parents, you know, with very busy professional lives, often mm. very busy family lives, actually having to run around, do too much admin. Yeah. So, mm. uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably a point of difference too. It's quite a professional yeah. operation, mm. um, which might be different from perhaps mm. a very small primary school where it needs mm. to inevitably be a bit more hands-on. Hands so, Darcy, there's lots of ways. We've talked about, you know, I guess the larger groups, the PNF, the Father's group, the mother's group, but how else would you encourage parents to get involved in their daughter's school? Yeah, there's a number of other support groups uh, based around sort of music support and rowing and, and water polo. So, so each of those obviously are focused on supporting those events, whether it's rowing training and regattas or music events, and they make a really meaningful contribution back to those sort of small groups which generally their daughters are involved in. So uh, once again, sort of reach out to the current members of that organisation. If your daughter's enrolled in any of those activities, you, you will be at those events anyway, so it's an opportunity to, to contribute while you're there. The mother's group and father's group are always great options as well, and it, you'll get invited to events that you can you know, pick and choose where you've got time to go and, and uh, participate. And certainly from the father's group perspective, you know, most of those are after hours. So I'd encourage people to certainly uh, attend one of the dinners with mm. the father's group. Uh, it's a really easy way to get started. Uh, you'll have a nice meal, you'll meet great people, you'll get an informative guest speaker there to, to tell you something about the school or your daughter's education. And then if you get the opportunity, I, I certainly encourage, uh, particularly the new, so year mm -hmm. seven and eight dads, 
get up to Maripata. It's a, it's a fantastic weekend. Any skill set is accepted. Uh, you don't need to be a tradie. Uh, you don't need to be <laughs> handy at anything particular. There is a job there for everyone. And then, you know, as, as you sort of build those connections, what we find is a lot of people really want to get involved in the committee as well. Mm. So they start stepping up and taking some of those, those committee appointments that you talked about before. And even those are not particularly onerous. In mm. fact, sometimes they're even fun. Uh, a couple of the key ones there from the fathers group, as you alluded to before, Jacinda, is, you know, in addition to the normal president and treasurer, is uh, we have a provador and a sommelier uh, to, to look after the fathers when they're up at Maripata. So you, you'll get that sense of fun, that sense of connection. You, you'll meet sort of like-minded, uh, great people up there. And I think that's true for all the groups. Yeah. So just take that first step. Get, get involved in, in something, whether it's a, a dinner, a sausage sizzle, a, a weekend away up at Maripata. By the time, make that first commitment. Uh, certainly, I encourage that to occur in the first couple of years uh, when you're getting to know the school. And the, the dividends are great. Your sense of community, the connections you'll make with other parents, but also the, the interest that you show to your daughter and the contribution you can make back to the school is really tangible. And as you say that, Darcy, one of the things that I have heard over and over again is people, their disappointment as their daughter's uh, time comes mm -hmm. to a conclusion. You're both getting to the end of your time at mm -hmm. Girls' Grammar. You were both involved pretty early, but a lot of people come to it very late in the piece and, and so many have said with great regret that they didn't get involved a little bit earlier. But Kate, you are absolutely passionate about the idea that parents ought to take an active interest in their daughters or their child's schooling, recently saying that the benefits of this cannot be overestimated. Why do you think it's so important? I came across a phrase last week, a uh, Latin phrase, which is scolarum non parentes, which I understand means schools are no substitute for parents. I think that in this complex world that it's too hard for schools to do all the work of bringing up our daughters and I think the most successful uh, relationship is a good relationship bet between our daughters, the school and parents. I think becoming involved in the school has done two things. It has increased my confidence as a parent because I understand what my daughter is doing, I understand the environment she's in, I can talk to her with confidence and ease about her day and the people that she's coming into contact with. And I think becoming involved in the school has increased my confidence in the school and that has brought me a great peace of mind. I feel like I understand that the people here are trying their hardest. I've been able to develop relationships with, with staff members, team coaches, all sorts of people, which has really helped me relax and uh, acknowledge that it's a journey, that there will be good times and bad times, but that overall, that it's a very positive environment to be in. And I think it's very hard to do that if you're just sitting at home uh, and don't have that direct um, involvement. And that's very much to the idea of building a sense of trust, yeah. which is absolutely mm. fundamental. Mm. If you're building a community of a school, you mm. want children and their families, mm. not to mention the staff, to feel safe and they're in a place mm. where there's a strong feeling of trust. But uh, Kate, you've also talked about how how your involvement has actually enriched your life during these important years and also the lives of your two daughters. Could, could you talk a little bit about how you feel about that? Look, I think there might be a tendency for some girls to try and dissuade their parents <laughs> from being involved in school, to turning up to things, mum, don't do that, dad, don't come, don't hop out of the car in your <laughs> so <boots> embarrassing <laughs> and tracksuit pants. Yeah. And I think, look, I have pushed back against that a little bit. 
because I think it is important for my daughter to know that I know about what she's doing. Mm. I think it's important to role model being involved in your community. And I think at the end of the day, they've actually enjoyed me being a part of the school and being able to talk to me about what they're doing and know that I understand a little bit about what's going on. One of the nice things, you know, I think, and most parents experience that, sitting on the sideline, perhaps watching their daughter play netball or, or soccer, you know, everyone's just a parent when mm. they're standing there. And yet, and you often are quite surprised to learn mm. what people do when they perhaps put on a suit and tie Monday to mm. Friday. But everybody's talking about that juggle, so juggling their careers. Both of you have very significant positions that demand a lot of your time, not only within your families, but in your careers, you're very busy people. Being a parent and in those roles and responsibilities, being president of the PNF, how do you juggle all of that? So you, Kate, first mm -hmm. perhaps, and then you, Darcy, maybe just tell us a little bit about your day job and hopefully the PNF doesn't take over <laughs> at least half of That's your working right, yeah. life. So how do you juggle it? Look, it is a bit of a juggle, but it's fun. There's a sense of, I think if you are in the right mindset, nothing's too hard. Um, I do, and I, maybe I'm feeling this more and more now that we're in grade 11, that this time at school is fast coming to a close. Mm. It's one opportunity, it's one little moment of time in your life where you get to be a high school parent. Mm -hmm. And I suppose I feel like I'm prepared to make that a priority. And what about you, Darcy? Yeah, I think you make a really good point there. I mean, we talk about the work-life balance always, mm. and it's the, one of the most difficult things to strike a balance. But I think it's really important. And, and you know, just listen to what Kate was saying there. The journey comes to an end really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, our, our children grow up so fast. And if, we, if we're not willing to try to strive for that balance and, and really work at it, it's, it's not easy. You do have to work at it. And at times, things get compromised on both sides, on professional and family life. But if you get that balance, or sorry, if you don't get that balance, I should say, I think you'd really regret it because these are, these are precious years and it's, you've got a short window to really be involved before they sort of grow up and, and, and fly the coop mm. and go off and have their own lives. And you're modelling, aren't you, contribution and voluntary mm. service. And, you know, as you say, yes, mm. sometimes we are an embarrassment and they, <laughs> they say they would prefer that you weren't there. But, but what they're actually seeing is service in action and, mm. and you're very clearly modelling what you think is important mm. and you're doing that by your actions. But now, with as we've both mentioned, your youngest daughters will be graduating fairly soon and, and that parent journey is coming to an end. How do you feel feel about that so when you look back on it is is it with a sense of wistful sadness or are you well and truly ready for a good break <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit of both I think I, I think I'm incredibly excited for her I mean th this is an exciting part of their lives mm. you know transitioning from school and, and and what happens next you know there'll probably still be a few more years of education but uh, you know it, it's a wonderful time in their life as well so I'm sort of excited for them but I think there's a little bit of sadness as well that they kind of do grow up and and and, and Pretty soon you'll be you'll play a lesser part in their life. So I think there's a lot of excitement there, uh, and and I yes I am looking forward too. <laughs> yeah, look, it's hard to feel too sad when you see your daughters who have grown and matured into, you know, confident, engaged, excited young adults. It's hard not to feel happy and excited for them. So it's uh, you put I think you put your own feelings to one side. And looking back on some of the special memories, though, um, what have some of those been for you, Kate, as a parent at Girls' Grammar? This is Daggy. I love Speech Day. Mm. I think it's just such a wonderful celebration of this big, busy, complicated, interesting school. I love watching all the teachers process in. I think it's 
the only time you see them all together as a parent. I love having all the school there and celebrating the achievements and successes of the year. I find it a really moving day. The ultimate community yeah, day, isn't it? Right. Where we all come together, exactly. as you say, all, yeah. all students, staff mm. and all parents mm. are welcome. What mm. about you, Darcy? I think it's been uh, watch, watching her relationships with her friends grow and, and, and blossom and, and, you know, she's, she's got a great bunch of friends. So to see them, you know, from, from day one, year seven, you know, stay connected through this journey and, you know, it's part of her sort of growing as well, I think, that you know, she's got her own life and then starts sort of reaching out and friends become more important than parents mm-hmm. at, at some <laughs> stage. So it's just been great to see that happen and, and her being surrounded by such a sort of great group of girls. And what about your contribution or the impact that you think you may have had through your involvement in the parent support groups? What do you think that might have been, Darcy? Well, I'd like to think certainly at the Fathers Group, we took a real focus around, and I'm going to steal one of your terms here, Jacinda, Mm. around uh, friend raising. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And that's been great to, to, to give that sort of real sense of community to that Fathers Group to start really pulling them into being involved in the school, to understanding how the school runs, uh, how their daughter's education works. So I think, you know, setting that up and, and starting to build the membership of that father's group was probably, um, you know, something I was quite proud of in my time there. You know, at the end of that, we, we, we did take a few hits with some of the cancellations during COVID, but it's good to see things are now returning back to normal and, and the normal uh, range of activities are happening. So I, I think, you know, it, it's got a great bunch of fathers involved in it they're still keen to uh, participate it'll be interesting to see that sort of continuing on for the next few years and what about you Kate in in terms of impact looking back over these years of involvement Mm. how do you see that Oh, look, I'd like to think that we've been able to reassure parents that they're a very valued member of the community, that they're valued by the school, by their parents and the board, that they can be a very important part of of their daughter's education and that, that the school values their contribution. And in terms of contributing, and it's a given that it, they're valued and we're often trying to mm. find avenues for people mm. to be involved. What would you say, I guess, is my final question, Kate, about parents who'd like to get involved but are sometimes wondering whether they have enough time, whether their skills would even be appreciated? Mm. What sort of words of encouragement, quite mm. frankly, would you have for them? I think I'd just like to say that I'd hate anybody to ever feel that being involved in any of the support groups was an obligation that the school was asking you to give what you couldn't give. I see all of these support groups actually as an opportunity for parents and an opportunity that will enhance their experience of the school and and their daughter's experience of the school and that there is no right or wrong way to contribute, that really turning up is, is, is all that we require. Kate and Darcy, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you and while you have been speaking on behalf of the parents, I can certainly say on behalf of the school that there is no way the school could do what it does and deliver all that it seeks to deliver for the girls of our school without the support of our parents. So Kate and Darcy, thank you for speaking with me. You have been listening to Illumin, a podcast by Brisbane Girls Grammar School. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And to learn more about the school, visit the website at www.bggs.qld.edu.au.